Welcome to Bite Size Human Geography, a podcast meant for students, their parents, and anyone who wants a better understanding of the world. We investigate global issues using human geography concepts. It's human geography made simple. Hello and welcome. I'm wondering if you clicked on the link today to listen to this podcast because I talked about saving $30,000 in college tuition. And if so, I'm glad you did. It's not a scam. It's a real thing. And we're going to talk a bit more about it today. I'm really glad you're here with me. My name is Kara Smart, and I am passionate about you saving those hard-earned dollars by defraying or even reducing the costs of college by leveraging AP and dual credit classes in high school. So if you've been listening for the past few episodes, you know that I am an advanced placement teacher in high school. I teach a class called AP Human Geography, and uh, this tends to be one of the very first AP classes that students take. Some of them take it willingly. Some of them are forced into it by their parents. Some of them, many of them actually have been recommended uh, by previous students to take the class. And it is a class that I love teaching because I see the results of it. I see the long-term impact that this class makes on my students. So about twice a year, I get asked to explain how AP fits into the college process. Normally it happens with the first few weeks of school when I have students that are so nervous and so afraid of you know everything that they've heard about AP where they come in and they say, okay, why am I taking this class? And then I tend to get it um, again at the end of the year when kids are just trying to stay motivated. You know, their friends are ready to check out and, you know, they're, they're done with school. Meanwhile, my students are working their tails off prepping for these AP exams. And they're trying to figure out, is it worth me, uh, you know, worth my time to invest prepping for this particular exam? And of course, the answer for me is always a resounding yes. Take the class take the test because the long-term benefits to you are just innumerable. So I'm going to go ahead and go through some of the conversations that I have with my students today for you. So let me review uh, just for a few minutes how AP classes work uh, and quite frankly, how the whole college systems work uh, system works. I have a lot of, of parents uh, that are often confused by this. I have many parents that lived overseas when they were younger. Maybe they went to school overseas, and so they're not quite familiar with the American college system. So just uh, give me a few minutes to explain how this work, works, and then I'll uh, show you how AP fits beautifully to reduce the costs of college. So as you know, a college is a place where you go to zero in on a specific type of education. And when you're finished, you are rewarded with a degree for your efforts. A university system is just simply a collection of colleges. It's large enough to have basically many colleges underneath the university system umbrella. So if you go to college, let's say you want to get a degree in engineering, you're going to have to take a certain amount of classes to get there. The classes that you're taking translate to hours in the classroom. So for instance, if you take a class, uh, let's just say you take an English class, because everybody has to take English, no matter what degree plan that you take, uh, and that class is worth, say, three hours, okay? That means that you are going, that you are physically going to the classroom for three hours a week. It could be Monday, Wednesday, Friday for an hour um, at a time. It could be a Tuesday, Thursday class for an hour and a half at a time. But at the end of the day, it totals up, or in the end of the week, it totals up to three hours. Most classes in college tend to be about three hours. Some can be more, some can be less. But if you go online to the college of your choice and look at their catalog, you can see the types of classes that they offer and how many hours each class uh, takes or requires. 
And I actually, I highly, highly suggest that you do that. Go to any, all major universities and all major colleges are online now. And they have uh, their degree plans, they, which include all the courses that you have to take. I really, I'm actually going to impress upon you to do this because this will help you to decide what types of classes that you should take in, in high school to help you prepare for what you want to do in college. So on average, uh, students take anywhere between 12 to 15 hours per semester. So if you divide that by three, that ends up being anywhere uh, between uh, four, maybe five classes. Uh, and six classes would be 18 hours, and that is such a full load. That's like a crushing load. When you total this up, it ends up being anywhere between four to four and a half years to complete. And this is why more often than not, students have to take summer school to be able to get to the hours that are needed for completion to graduate. In most cases, it ends up being right around 120 hours total to graduate. So you can see that the combination of classes combined with the hours, that's what gets you ultimately your, your college degree. Okay, so now let's talk about where AP classes fit into all this. So the class that I teach, Human Geography, it's worth three hours. And a lot of my students, you know, when I explain this to them, the first thing that they say is, Mrs. Smart, that's not a lot of hours. But when you start to combine this class, plus maybe AP US History, plus AP English, plus AP Biology, plus AP uh, Calculus, when you start to add all of these classes together over the course of several years, you begin to see a real impact on the amount of hours that you are bringing into college before you even step foot on that campus. So when I was in school, uh, when I was in high school forever ago, back in the dark ages, I think there were probably two AP classes that my high school offered. And these were meant for, you know, the engineering brainiacs. Uh, and of course, that wasn't me. Uh, I was geared more towards uh, literature and social studies and that type of thing. So those classes didn't apply to me. But of course, now we have so many AP classes out there, over 30 AP classes that you can take on a wide, wide, wide range of topics. And you need to view these as intro classes, um, otherwise known as weed out classes in, in college. And for those of you that don't know, weed out classes are exactly that. It's desi They're designed to be challenging. They're designed to separate those who are really, really serious and have the aptitude for the content. And quite frankly, those that don't. Uh, and so these tend to be classes with a high proportion of students that fail, uh, a lot of grades that are, uh, you know, C's and D's and F's. And it's uh, mostly a survival of the fittest. And the wonderful thing about AP classes is that they, they do tend to be those weed out classes that you see in college, but they're taught over the course of an entire year instead of over the course of a semester. And when you're in high school, you have much more one-on-one -on -one attention with your teacher than you would in a weed out class. A weed out class in some of these big universities they could have two or 300 people in it, as opposed to your normal high school class, which you may have, I know like my classes, they tend to have anywhere between 32 to 35 students, which still sounds like a lot, and it is, but not nearly the same as being, you know, one of 300. So the cool thing about taking these class high school is then you really get a chance to see, is this what I want to do with my life? So for instance, you know, for me, I, <laughs> I wanted to be an astronaut for the longest time until I got to some higher level math classes in high school. And of course, this was in the era before YouTube and before Khan Academy. And, you know, who knows, I could have had a totally different path if those options would have been available to me. But back when I was in high school, we didn't have that. And either you sank or, or you swam with, with math. Uh, and if I would have taken that onto college, there's, I, there's just no way that that would have been a path for me. 
But when you're in high school, you can decide, is this what, do I really like biology? Is this the direction that I want to go? Or do I really want to be a lawyer? Do I really want to write that much? Is this the direction that I want to go? It gives you flexibility and it gives you a chance to dip your toe water, quite frankly, without much risk, uh, especially without much financial risk. I don't know if you've ever known anybody that gets to college and then they decide, oh, this is not what I thought this major was going to be. I want to change my major or I want to do something completely different. That's a super expensive uh, approach to education. And you really do have to think of education first and foremost as an economic decision. Uh, Gone are the days where kids went off to college and the whole purpose of going to college is to kind of learn and explore and, you know, think about the world differently and have these gigantically long philosophical conversations. Not to say that those things don't happen today, but truly you have to view college as an economic choice, just like buying a car, just like buying a house. It's an economic decision first and foremost. So when you're looking at AP classes in high school, it gives you a chance to have some flexibility to, like I said, go in the water, to experiment, to decide if you really want to take a career path. The cost of an AP test, just for comparison's sake, I went ahead and pulled the numbers. The cost to take an AP test this year is $94. To take this class, human geography, at a place like the University of Texas, which is a large state school in Texas, it's $2,800 for the same content. And so that's what I'm hoping to impress upon you is that the difference in those numbers. It's an intro class. You could take it in high school. Uh, And just like any of these other AP classes, especially if you go to a state university where more than likely they're going to accept that credit, uh, it can make a, a, a huge difference in your outlook, in your view of college. And we'll talk in just a second about the success of AP students in college. So I've told you before about how passionate I am about Uh, having kids take AP classes and getting college credit knocked out in high school and the preparation process behind that. But I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you one of the best parts about my job is seeing the impact that these classes make on kids in their future academic careers. And uh, one of the very best things that I get uh, probably several times um, a month are emails from former students telling me how much the class has helped them in college or maybe, you know, in, in, their continu- in their continued high school career, and that the class really made a difference for them and helped them to succeed, to help them to prepare for the challenges that college uh, was going to bring to them, and also just applying the content outside of the classroom and in the real, in the real world. So over time, throughout high school, if you take enough of these classes, uh, and let's just say you sprinkle in a few here, you sprinkle in a few there, By the time you graduate, you can graduate with up to 20 or 30 or maybe even 40 hours that you can pull to the college of your choice. And that's basically putting you on a sophomore level um, in college before you even step foot on that campus at the beginning of your freshman year. Uh, This is something that I've seen over and over again, not only with my students, but with my own children. And it basically means that you've shaved an entire year off of your college education. So what does that mean financially? Well, I, I went ahead and I pulled, once again, for the University of Texas, their cost breakdown. And I went ahead and I put a link in the bottom of the show notes here for you, to, for UT, where you can plug in how many hours you're expecting to take, whether or not you're living on or off campus, and you can see how much it would cost for your first year in college. And so just I just pulled it now, and it runs about $30,000 per year. So think about that. If you knocked out those classes in call in high school uh, and basically took care of your first year, 
when you stepped on the college campus, you've shaved off that $30,000. So what do you do with that time then? You know, a lot of kids, uh, they tell me, oh, Mrs. Smart, I don't know how I feel about graduating college at the age of, of 21. I don't know if I'll be ready or not. And so I tell them, you have a lot of different options. The AP classes that you complete when you take the tests, it buys you flexibility. Not only does it buy you financial flexibility, but it buys you flexibility. So you could conceivably take a gap year and a gap year is just, you know, that year between high school and college where you work and you save money, you mature a little bit. uh, And there are a lot of benefits to that. I put that at the bottom of the show notes as well. Now you do need to check with your universities and colleges for this because sometimes they're not going to necessarily be so understanding for that, but a lot of them are, and they recognize the value of a gap year. You could just jump right in, and then by the time you're, you know, you're a sophomore on campus, you're technically a junior in your second year. And this is really great if you want to go on and get a master's degree, or if maybe you're just ready to start earning some money with your college degree. You've given yourself kind of a running start uh, that you would not have had if you wouldn't have taken any AP classes at all. I think probably one of the most important aspects of this uh, for me, in addition to the financial is the preparation that AP students have stepping on to that college campus for the very first time. There are a lot of studies out there that show that uh, there is an attrition rate, meaning a dropout rate, of uh, amongst first-year college students between uh, 45 to 50%. Some studies even show higher than that. And uh, there, there's also a lot of data out there, which I've linked to you, that shows that AP students uh, are remarkably successful. Remar- the term is resilience. That they're, they're remarkably resilient on college campuses. And it's pretty easy to see why. AP classes are classes that are designed by college professors. There's a, a long course description that I, as a teacher, I have to adhere to. I go to a long training seminar to learn how to teach the classes. Uh, it's not just something that's thrown together for students. It is genuinely a college experience. But in a high school setting uh, where students can learn and mature and grow in knowledge of the and and grow in content knowledge, but also knowledge of themselves and knowledge of how to study and knowledge, especially of how to fail and recover from failure. That's another aspect of AP classes that's so important because most kids, this is going to be the college bound kids. This is going to be one of the very first times that they have truly learned to fail, how to recover from failure. Those of us that teach AP classes, we have a saying that, you know, regular classes might get you into college, but AP classes will help to keep you there because students that have uh, taken AP classes, they've they've done the hard work and they know how to study. They know what they need to do. They know uh, what makes them successful. And that carries through onto college campuses. Something to think about, students often will ask me, Mrs. Smart, what's the difference between dual credit and AP classes? And of course, in dual credit classes, you are co-enrolled at a local community college that pairs up with the school district that you belong to. Uh, and you're paying a college tuition at a greatly reduced rate. And, and community colleges are a wonderful value. And I am actually, I, I am a big believer in students using the community college system, especially for classes that they just kind of want to get rid of, or maybe that are not major specific Uh, I'm a big believer in those. But one thing to think about is that you actually have a college transcript with those community colleges. So if you're between AP and dual credit, a lot of kids will say, oh, take the dual credit because then you don't have to take the exam. 
But something I want you to think about is that you don't have the option of pulling that credit to the university or college that you eventually end up at. That will be a part of your college transcript that gets transferred over to the main university that you end up with. That could affect the hours that you have on your final college transcript. So just kind of keep that in mind. If you're someone who is, you're not sure what you want to do, you want to make sure that you don't build up too many of those hours in the hours in the community college system because that will affect what gets transferred over. With AP, you have the option of pulling or not pulling the credit. And that will happen once you get on college campuses for your you know, freshman orientation, your academic advisor will say, okay, take this or don't take this. This is something that I didn't know until my own kids went off to college and we had these conversations with the academic advisors and they're like, oh yeah, it's always better to take AP rather than dual credit if you have a choice because you have the option of pulling the college credit as opposed to with dual credit that gets pulled over on your transcript. So just something to think about when you're trying to negotiate the differences between AP and dual credit and prepping for college. All right, well, that's all the time that we have for today. And I really hope that this episode has helped shed some light on the AP process, what it means and how you really can save some serious money in uh, the college process and why you really need to stick with it. If you are struggling through the program, if it's a challenge for you, it's gonna be a challenge for you, but the rewards are really amazing. And if it's something that you're thinking about doing, take the risk, uh, take the jump. You know, Life is all about getting outside of your comfort zone and pushing yourself and challenging a little bit. And quite frankly, you never know what you're going to be able to accomplish uh, if you always play it safe. And that's, I think, something that just comes with age where you begin to figure out, uh, you know, how life works and taking risks are something that um, are worth doing. Be sure to listen next time when we change subjects to one of my favorite little mini topics that we discuss in class, which is demographic transition. Please click subscribe to support this podcast and to get all the latest updates as they happen. And feel free to email me at bitesizedhumangeo at gmail.com with any questions that you'd like answered. This is your show as much as mine.